Welcome to There Are Good Things Here, the podcast where we reflect on the lessons Katie Hubbard learned about living as she was preparing to die. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, and I never once opened Katie's journals while she was alive. Now I'm opening them up to you so you can discover resources for your faith, refreshing honesty, and unexpected joy for the journey through a painful world with a wonderful God. In today's episode, we're going to be looking at a journal entry that Katie wrote from our time in Mexico, and then a Caring Bridge entry that I wrote on her behalf from that same time. So from Tuesday, July 14th, 2015. Dear Lord, here we are in Mexico doing lots of crazy things. Harvested stem cells today and had them injected back into me. Also had a pick line put in. Glad to have that over with, as it involves surgery. Glad to have my IV out, too. I am sore where they took the bone marrow sample. I just had an ionic foot bath. Of course, there is a great debate about all of this. Help me, Lord, to hear from you with a smiley face. Katie knew that uh, alternative therapies are called alternative therapies for a good reason. She knew that some of them were a little on the strange side, but we were at the point where uh, our other alternatives for conventional cancer treatment had really been exhausted. And so I added an update actually from the day before, July 13th of 2015 uh, on Caring Bridge. Let me just read that to you. I say, if you've been following Katie's Caring Bridge entries, you won't be surprised to learn that I'm posting this update from Mexico. Katie and I are here for the next 10 days, pursuing a course of (laughs) alternative therapy for her cancer. Let me tell you why in my words and give you a few highlights from our first days. Why are we in Mexico for treatment? This is going to be a multiple choice exam. A, because we've always wanted to visit Mexico in mid-July. B, because it is so hard to find a decent chimichanga in central Illinois. C, because I'm part of a special operations team deployed to recapture the drug lord El Chapo. Or D, because Katie has pursued several routes of conventional treatment, including four chemo regimens and multiple rounds of radiation over five years, that have failed to halt the the progress of her cancer, and because we received the help of friends, both in counsel and resources, to try another comprehensive, non-invasive course of treatment. In other words, the decision to come to Mexico was made easy for us. It is a sensible next step, made possible through the generosity of friends. As Katie mentioned, We consulted with all her specialists to ensure that these treatments in Mexico will not close doors for more conventional treatments in the States, like chemo, radiation, or immunotherapy, down the road, should they be needed. All doors should be open to us in the future, but it's worth noting that the doors are fewer now than before. Here are a few highlights from the past couple of days. The day before we flew out for Mexico, 
Katie threw up three times. Now that we're on the other side of that episode, I can confidently say that she was suffering from a mysterious ailment that only affects the Hubbards. The symptoms are as follows. You book a big trip that involves airline travel, then, the night before you leave, someone in the family throws up. Because Katie was suffering from Hubbard throw-up-itis, she had to take a medicine that knocks her out and lay, and lay off of her pain meds in the morning. That made a long day on airplanes longer. Airplane seats set the standard for almost but not quite comfortable seating. My favorite part of the day came in the Phoenix airport when Katie got off the plane and headed for the first bench she, she saw. While she took a nap, I walked a few paces off to get lunch. Do you know how hard it is, by the way, to find a piece of toast at an airport restaurant? That's what Katie had requested. Eventually, I returned to present Katie with rice and a banana, alas, not toast. I asked her if she had taken anything for pain recently, and she said, Yes, the fellow who was sitting behind me gave me some tramadol. I must not have been able to contain that you-did-what expression on my face. He had some that dissolves under your tongue, Katie went on, so you don't have to swallow it and risk an upset stomach. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the world of painkillers, Tremadol is a mild narcotic, not the sort of thing that strangers usually pass out in airports. I was initially taken aback, but then I reasoned with myself, when you're mysteriously nauseated en route to an alternative therapy clinic in Mexico because you've got metastatic cancer, why not take narcotics from a stranger in the Phoenix airport who's prob probably an agent with the DEA? Katie is now living proof that she made the right decision. We traveled from Phoenix to Yuma, Arizona to spend the night. The first leg of the journey was done. The second leg began this morning when a nurse and the director of the clinic that we're staying at escorted us from the hotel across the border to the hospital. The desert is a fascinating place. It's definitely got a beauty of its own. You'd even pay attention to it if it weren't 108 degrees. You read that correctly. 108 degrees. Of course, it's, quote, dry heat. If you're not familiar with that term, simply getting your dryer. That's what it feels like here, minus the spinning. Having said that, Katie and I noticed a remarkable phenomenon. People working outside were all wearing long pants and long sleeve shirts. As a seasoned world traveler, I thought to myself, that's ridiculous. Lo and behold, it's actually very smart. Katie just read me an article from Backpacker Magazine that instructs you to wear long pants and long sleeves when the temperature goes above your body temperature. This actually keeps your body cooler. Now, I'm kind of regretting that I didn't bring any long sleeve shirts. The coolest day this week looks to be about 100 degrees. As for Katie's first day of treatments, well, let's do another multiple choice. Only this time, you have to find the one thing that Katie didn't do. Here's the exam. 
What was one thing Katie didn't do? A. A four-hour infusion of vitamins and minerals. B. 30 minutes in a thermal chamber to raise her body temperature, which could have been accomplished by standing outside for three minutes, by the way. C. Two healthy and tasty meals. D. A course of supplements involving large pills and strange liquids. E. A traditional dance over live coals holding a rain stick and a papaya. Well, at the close of the first day of treatment, I think I can say that we're happy to be here. We miss our children, and we wish that we had studied Spanish in school. Between the two of us, we have portions of Latin, French, German, Russian, and Hebrew, but hardly a word in Spanish. Katie's treatments pick up a notch or two tomorrow, so your prayers will be appreciated. I'll administer another multiple-choice quiz when they're all finished, finished so that you know what Katie's been up to. Until then, keep praying. Thanks for tuning in to There Are Good Things Here this week. I pray that you too have been blessed.